Ooh, Scully, we got a cap. We got a, I'm ready to pod, and sometimes I'm really ready to pod. Oh, which time is it? Are you really, really ready to pod? Ready to pod. Is it winter season in in LA right now? You got the you got the sweater on. You like, got the... um, just a, a last chance to kind of just take this out for a walk. So, yeah, it's gonna go. I like soon. it. It's just like LA gets to a chilly 60 degrees. Right, right. Pretty soon it's gonna be like 72, and you're gonna like, all right closing ceremony oh, on the skull cap here we go over. you had your run you had a chance you didn't do it you didn't maximize it better do look at this way though right bro i don't know you do you do you, you fill it out nicely you don't wear a lot of winter fitting. clothes uh i mean not on the pod That's in good. life yeah. i do <laughs> Most awesome and brand new sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 149 for your eardrums. Guys, do some favor. Please subscribe, leave five stars, tell a friend, shoot us an email at mbsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandon, and with me, as always, he's guaranteed me 52 pods in 2021. Most awesome. Ooh, that's right. Coming with it, right with the accountability pod right there, my friend. Get it done, man. We are deep in the body. I, I think like now, like people realize it's just it's not a habit, it's not an exercise, mm-hmm. it's not something we do. Mm-hmm. Like we just drop hot pod. Right. Consistently, week after week, we're out here in the trenches, in the pod trenches, grinding, finding out new creative ways, like this episode, to entertain you, to fucking drop knowledge and sizzle get a little sprinkle of enjoyment in your life i think so also is and also there there is no fear after what i mean we've went through some some dry seasons we went through summer when we first like fired up the pod sure we went sure 2020 when there was yeah it's not happening like yeah. is there anything you're gonna throw at us? 2020 is like a third of our podcast <laughs> right. we still we still drop the pod exactly yeah, yeah we we've we've had some of the dark ages we have, we've had some audio issues but you know what the, it's like we're, we're just a we're a diamond in the rough like people are just polishing this gemstone and every week it gets a little bit more shiny and and brilliant that's good audio issues i feel like you're this uh, in my face a little bit no, no 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 that's me that's a shot on me b no, no, no. i i recorded onto a old mac laptop by just yelling into it and hoping that the speaker would be that good it's like hey why don't you record in a in a hallway that that'll be good you remember like episode like what was it like five or six where like actually like i apologized to the audience i was just like hey guys here's the thing we're gonna get better <laughs> about this and we did we did we got better we did we, we did yeah. Uh, guys, we got a hot pod 149. We're doing birth from the headlines. We're going to talk college football playoff. We're going to do date night. We got Aaron Champion mm-hmm. jumping on. Talk a little space camp. Neapolitan showdown. We're going to do top traditions. And we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're out of power. It's us now. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read: If you wanna be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. Oh, you felt that, brother. You felt. Ooh, it's gonna chill. Uh, all right, we're from the headline. I, I, I do want to do like, what's what's New Year's like? 
with kids. I mean, do you have them stay up till midnight? Uh, no, no, because it's not worth you know them watching the the ball drop. Uh, and in a weird year this year, it was it, it wouldn't be worth it for them. What what January one would have looked like for them? Sure, yeah. So yeah, I mean, so we did they ask what it's all about? They're just like, hey, like New Year's, like what what is this? Yeah, they're kind of like they kind of get. It. I mean, time is like a weird thing, even for like a four year old to like really conceptualize. You know, everything was yesterday, even if it was like you know, Chris. You know, my birthday was yesterday, and it was you know six months ago. But um, but yeah, so it's like there's not a, a big concept of it. Uh, you know, commission starting to get it a little bit more. Um, but they really just want to see the ball drop. And thankfully, like with like YouTube and, you know, smart TVs, like you basically recreate the moment for them and, uh, you know, and they can watch it and, you know, after the fact or, or later on and see the fireworks and, and all that stuff. Well, you but, show it to them in the morning? Yeah, we can. Or we can just show them from years past <laughs> in the night if they wanted to. But yeah, usually in the morning. Yeah, usually in the morning. I don't know if there's so. anything like more like just overvalued than like the ball drop. It's just like, yeah, like. Yeah, we kind of get it. We were watching the show too, and I and and just I think it's like there's a morbid curiosity. The funny thing is, is like our like our 2020, our New Year's was not impacted at all by the pandemic because we we were doing exactly what we would have been doing with no pandemic or not, like sitting on our couch, like <laughs> just the two of us, like chilling with our kids. Um, but like the the who I don't know, like who is actually entertained by these shows anymore like they're they're terrible yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's something interesting it's just like yeah like uh so it's like the year and recap it, it just seems like mm-hmm. something to have like play in the background it's just like and, this- and we were just watching like the, the the musicians and going like who the fuck is this person like not to get all like hey i'm in my 40s and i don't know pop culture anymore yes but yeah it's but that's exactly what it is and then it's like but then they dust off like cindy lopper and like Good Lord, Cindy Lauper, you can't sing anymore. What happened? Is in a bizarre, like retread of songs, and you're on the, this guy who's got like 47 coats wrapped around him. It's just insane. I don't understand who like actually enjoys it, or is it just like in the background of like your actual party? Is that what it's designed for? Just to be honest, like yeah, it, even, New Year's noise. It's even like the like, they're getting drunk also, right? Like they're just like yeah, hammered. and it's like I was in bed by ten. You know me. I, Look at you, I'm an old man by heart. Like I was just, yeah, I, yeah. I can't even handle this. And it was just like obviously New Year's has happened in New York, but I didn't even watch it. It was just like I don't need to see the ball drop. I don't need to like hear the songs. And I think the songs are, from my experience, like when I got to work on it, like they were actually like pre-recorded also. So it's just like and, and, like that live atmosphere they're trying to build up is isn't even like true. Yeah, Megan the Stallion like was couldn't even lip sync. She's the other half of the 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 WAP the of Cardi B and her. Like that's <laughs> she sings one verse. I I know thing or two, but she could. I was like, why can't you fucking actually rap your own song? You have to lip sync. This is terrible. Oh man, I should have saved this before the run out. Oh yeah, we'll jump into it though. Uh, college football <laughs> playoff. Uh, Pontius knows by now. Whenever we bring up college football. You are our Sherpa. You're the one that's going to kind of give us the lay of the landscape. Uh, I'll start with the macro question. As I always yes. do, should we have more college football playoff teams? Or are we good where we're at? Because here's, here's again, the thing. Let, let, I, I know you're going to go, go again, but let me avoid it. It's just like, so I watched the OU Florida game. Uh, I gambled on it. Yeah, you did. I d- didn't realize that uh, Florida had 
none of their wide receivers. So it's just almost this thing too. It's like if the bowl isn't in the playoff series, like you're going to have guys opting out just because they're like, why get mm-hmm. and like, fuck up my like draft stock, which, which yeah. wasn't the situation 10 years ago. Right. No, no, definitely not. Yeah. Guys played for it. Cause it was, you know, a, a Rose bowl victory uh, meant something back then before the college football playoffs were a sugar bowl title. You know what I mean? It's like the, the end cap of a year. It's like, Hey, we didn't win the national championship, but we were 11 and two and we were a really good football team. Now guys are, and I would say it's probably with, in the last like five years christian mccaffrey leonard fournette a couple of those guys running backs were the ones that i can most remember or remember the most recently doing it as actually like hey i'm just gonna sit it out like, yeah but is, not, not this if, is a meaningless game yeah because it's it's if it's outside of the playoff series right for sure yeah no, yeah they were outside if, of it they everyone's playing the playoffs Exactly. Yes, 100%. Everyone's playing in the playoffs because they want the the natty. They want the national championship. But uh, like I said, a, a Rose Bowl game, as as great as it is, um, I don't want to tear up my knee and lose, you know, potentially $10 million if I'm Christian McCaffrey. So, uh, and I get it. I understand, you know, it's a different, it's a different, you know, I, I, you'd hate to see it just because it's like, look, like in football, you set out as a team with a goal, and just because you get knocked out of the like the championship series doesn't mean like you can give up on your team. But at the same time, like there's that, hey, I, I ultimately have to like look out for my best interest. And in a game where, um, you know, in a game where um, I, I may devastatingly get devastatingly injured um, at any moment, I have to think of that. I have to weigh that differently. It'd be like I wouldn't. Like I think Ben Simmons didn't play with um, his NIT t- team in LSU, right? I think like he opted out in college basketball. Drink everybody if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he did. He opted out of that, and that's something that's like, oh, you. That's a little bit different. Like you guys didn't make it to the NCAA tournament, but but you should still play with your team. You shouldn't opt out because in basketball, yes, you there's always a risk of injury, but not in the same like breadth as you know as uh, as as college football. How do you see this affecting the college football postseason now that we're doing it? Are we going to expand to six? Are we going to expand to eight? Is that- I think I think the push is, I mean, especially with the controversy with Notre Dame getting the, the fourth seed overall after they lost to Clemson, only then to everyone kind of assumptively knowing that um, Bama was just going to trounce them. Hey, guess what? Uh, Bama was going to trounce the shit out of anybody that they were going to play in that position. Texas A&M, next, next team up, they played in week three or four um of the college football season and beat them 52 to 24 so it's not like you know oh well texas a&m should have been there well they got their fucking ass handed to them by bama um like you mentioned florida guys opted out um florida they played in the sec championship and everyone's gonna go oh well they lost only by six points to bama would have been a closer game no 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 they Bama was up 35-17 at halftime. They fucking took their their foot off the, the throttle and let Florida back into that game before they had to start playing in the third quarter uh, again. So it's not like this would have you know been solved magically by two more teams. Um, I think just in this year, I think we really have three and and really you know I would say three really good football teams, and the rest are you know, mediocre, not mediocre, but they're just not at the same quality as like Clemson, Bama and Ohio, you fill out the rest. So you don't want to expand. 
I, I, I don't because I don't want to add more football games to these guys. As previously mentioned, you know, we want this definition of a true champion and we want everyone to get their, you know, one shining moment on. But um, I don't think adding more football to get that is, is for these guys is going to be the best, you know, the best way. I mean, God forbid uh, Najee Harris from Alabama tears up his knee as he played a great senior season and is now going to be like in the top, you know, one or two running backs off the board um, and goes down in an injury because he's played, they played 12 games this, this year. He'll play 13 and ending a 14th and maybe 15th game in the season. I mean, that's a full NFL s- schedule. These guys are fucking big, strong athletes. You know what I mean? It's just, it runs the risk. I would, I would hate to see somebody playing in, a, you know, a, a, a quarterfinal game in the playoffs, getting injured really badly and then potentially, you know, missing out on quite a bit of money. This is good. But I mean, do you see it inevitable? Like, are we going to expand to like six or eight? I think we will. I think the people that are leading the conversation in college football in the playoffs, your Kirk, Kirk Herb streets, the guys that they are, the opinion makers are swaying a little bit of the idea that, Hey, you know, six is better than four. You know what I mean? Because we can, we can get, we can keep Notre Dame in there. We can get Texas A&M a really good season. We could look at a Cincinnati or this nine to no, you know, team that's out there and see if we can get them in there as well too. Um, I think we've talked about it before, but it's like, there's no real good, um, there's really no good way to define it unless you want like a 16 seed, you know, playoff system. But I just don't, I just don't like that. I just think that that's too much football for these young guys to put on their bodies before, you know, cause they're forced to stay there in college for three years. You can't declare early. You can't leave as a freshman. You got to be there for three years. And I think just adding, you know, to a program like Alabama, you know, if you're adding, nine more games in the course of someone's career that's a lot of contact and injury and opportunity for someone to get hurt so i don't think in the on a macro macro i'm not a big fan of it but on a individual year where there's always going to be question marks i think inevitably people are going to push for you know six and then eight teams and you know who knows? Well, who knows what we'll see? But I think definitely six is coming here in the next couple of years. Yeah, it keeps snowballing. Was there a team this year that you think that was on the outside looking in? No, I don't. The, I, I just, I just think this is a weird year. I mean, Cincinnati was a good team, but they're they're not in the same caliber as like even Notre Dame and 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 Texas A and M. Uh, Florida was is is a good team, but they're just not in the same caliber as as the Ohio's and the, and, and the Alabama's in, in Clemson, even I know Clemson got throttled by, by Ohio, you felt the rest, but uh, Clemson is a very good team and they just had an up and down season and Ohio had enough bulletin board material from Debo Sweeney, ranking them to a, uh, at 11th um, from a lot of question marks on them only playing six games. They were not going to be in the big 10 championship and then let back in by the big 10 commissioner, Kevin Warren, um, I think that they had enough motivation and, and enough, you know, kind of focus for this game to really kind of put their show what they're capable of. Um, but I think this is just a wonky year. Okay. So this is one year that it, it might even like help, like promote the idea of just like, we got enough teams, like we figured out, like, these are the best teams. We don't need to like keep playing this out. Is this kind of unfolding how you saw it with Bama and Ohio state? You fill out the rest. 
Um, I definitely, definitely Bama. I, I didn't, I didn't know. I mean, Ohio had played like really up and down. I mean, they, they, they did not look good against Northwestern. They didn't play particularly well. I think they won that game like 22 to 10. Um, and in Indiana, they didn't play great. Justin Fields didn't play great in that game either. So I was really surprised to see, although once you start to think about it, it makes a lot of sense, but I was really surprised to see how dominant they were. Uh, and really what it was is like Ohio, you thought the rest is like their rushing game is, is pretty legit. Everyone saw Justin Fields, who was a casual observer and said, Oh, he threw six touchdowns. He was amazing. Took that amazing, like took that huge hit from Sklasky, the, the linebacker from Clemson came up throwing dimes all over the field. That's the best Justin field fields has looked at Ohio. You felt the rest period in his two year run with them. That's, that's, that's his apex performance. That's the best he's been. Um, and he was, he was tremendous, but quietly what you, you look at the, the, the stat sheet and they gave up like 254 yards on the ground. Clemson, for as good as they are, they started two true freshmen on their defensive line. Now these are legit. Brian Brees is a stud, um, and they had two sophomores on their defensive line. So a young defensive line. You know they had senior linebackers, but they were getting blown off the ball. When you watch that, when you watch that tape, they were getting blown off the ball pretty consistently, and it would just made for Trey Sermon having a great game from Ohio, and ultimately they averaged like almost six and a half yards per carry well when you're getting that it's gonna make everything look pretty easy on the offensive end um i don't necessarily know if they're gonna have that ability against bama um you know bama runs a three four but nick saban's defense is like they just confuse you they they know how to pin you down it's a pro style defense those guys when they come out of bama are ready for pro defense in the nfl and they're coached incredibly well um, I, I, I don't think that they're going to get that same surge because Bama's defense averages or allows 3.2 yards per carry, um, in a game and only about like 110 yards per game, uh, which is like 20th or something, 40th or something like that. in in the NCAA, so that'll be a big, interesting, like matchup, just the, the running game versus run defense of Bama in, in Ohio. Yeah. But you see right now, like, uh, the top shelf, like it feels like we're kind of like found them like top three uh was someone need to be in this playoff that didn't get in or is this the top four teams that we need to see yeah i mean like i said i think everyone's gonna argue you know texas a&m or florida but i i I just think whoever was gonna be in that four spot was gonna get smoked by bama or whomever you know if it had gone the other way and clemson had been number one i think they would have handed them and we would have seen like a clemson bama again or or you know um yeah, probably Bama would have been in it no matter what. But uh, I, I just I just think that there were three really, really good football teams this year. Um, so whomever that fourth team was going to be was going to be just the, you know, it's like everyone, those guys are are, are A's and A pluses, and you might have been a B plus football team in that fourth spot, which I think Notre Dame is. You know what I mean? They, they were a good football team. They had a great moment in the middle of the season when they beat Clemson at home, and then they got throttled in the ACC playoffs, which didn't help their – their seating, but they got rewarded for an overall playing a good, strong uh, schedule in the AC and ACC and taking care of business throughout the year. Okay, and just for clarity, also, like what what are these top three teams you're talking about? Bama, uh, Ohio, you felt the rest in Clemson. Yeah. Everyone else, I think, is just a, a skosh underneath that. You know, Notre Dame is a B plus team. 
Texas A&M is probably a B plus team. And I think Florida, um, I mean, they look really bad. <laughs> they did not look great against Oklahoma, but uh, you know, I, I would, yeah, they, I'd put them at the VRs. Yeah. There was so. there. Uh, all right. So um, just kind of give us a preview. What should we expect in this national championship game? So Bam, I think opened up at, at a seven and a half point favorite. Um, which I think is is pretty spot on. I, I don't think it's going to be. Uh, here's here's what I think is going to happen. I think I think Bama's defense is going going to confuse Justin Fields. He's going to have to. This is going to be the closest to a pro style defense that he's seen, and he's going to have to make real reads. And he's not going to be able to rely on his run uh, offense giving him six yards a clip. You know every you know read option that he plays. So. That'll be interesting. Um, I'll be interested to see Devontae Smith, Alabama's unbelievable wide receiver matchup against Sean Wade. That'll be interesting to see. Um, and I think, I think, um, I, I think it's going to be Bama. I think it's going to be at least ten points that they're going to win by, if not more, because uh, I think they're just going to put the cl- the clamps on Fields, and I don't think, you know he doesn't have the outside threats to go against a, a Bama Patrick Sertain on the, on the defensive corners. He just doesn't have the, the weapons to go to on the outside. And so they're going to funnel him into the middle, which is the heart of that three, four defense that that Bama runs. And I think they're just going to just lean on him and just slowly wear him down to the eventually where it's like that you're going to have to make plays over the top of the field. And that's where, you know, Saban and his team is just going to, you know they're gonna they're gonna crucify you because they're gonna make Justin Fields think he sees something that's not there, and we might see a pick or two. Should we anticipate high scoring or no? Um, I think it's gonna be. I think it'll probably be. I mean, Bama scores all the time anyway, so there's a good. I think it opened up as like the highest over under at like seventy six points. Wow. In college football playoff history. Um, both offenses are, are super high scoring, but I mean, Bama hasn't, aside from that Florida game, Bama hasn't, no one's been within 15 points of Bama this entire season. Their margin of victory has been absurd. So 35, 20, you know, 55 points somewhere in there. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to bet the over, I would probably stay away from that over under. Cause I'm not real sure. You could get three touchdowns real quick in like a fourth quarter, and you know send it over that that over under pretty quickly. But uh, but yeah, I think um, I think it'll be you know thirty five to twenty ish something like that. All right, real quick to wrap it up. Uh, one, two, three in the NFL draft. Here we see him. Ooh, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, number one overall. Number yeah. one overall to Jacksonville. To Jacksonville, then the Jets. Oh, I don't know. See, the see, Justin Fields has a really good game. I could see him going number two. If not, then it's going to go Zach Wilson, the quarterback from Brigham Young University. You see, who has, you see the Jets like bailing on Darnold? Is it over? I think it could be. Uh, I think it could be, or they could they could go uh, Sewell or Penne Penne Sewell, the offensive lineman who opted out of or out of Oregon. Those are the three players probably in it. So, um, so if the Jets don't go quarterback, they go O line. Um, then, then Cincinnati, they might go Jamar Chase, the wide receiver who opted out 
for um, LSU. Um, so it really kind of more depends on the, the team than the one, two, three. The best three players in college football, um, Devontae Smith, number one, uh, Trevor Lawrence, number two, and um, uh, sh- Nikes. You go, buddy. Mac, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. Yeah, sorry. Like no, they love yeah, sorry, I had to think on that one for a second. Matt Jones had a very good season. Yeah, buddy, I do. Quarterback for Alabama. Uh, that's good. All right, uh, give me the final score of the championship game real fast before we're getting Aaron Champion on here. 35-20. 35-20. That's what I'm going with. With the cover. With the cover. Right. Bama covers. Bama covers. Let's get Champion alive. Let's go. Oh, yeah, it's the map date night. The showdown is where they fight. Here they discuss if this movie sucks. Why? Because this pot fucks. I said this pot fucks. Oh yeah, this pot fucks. All right, um, date night. We got Aaron Champion back on the pod. This segment is brought to you by Champion Turf. You need a little sod in your post production. Good Champion Turf. <laughs> <laughs> oh i like that are we, we officially sponsored bro yeah we're officially sponsored yeah this is very good for it somehow um air champion where we watch this movie bro well it it came up um, i was weirdly enough uh looking up stuff about the challenger and then it popped into my head hey didn't space camp come out that same year yes and uh That's i remember a, that was a question i had and i remember how much i loved that movie when i was a kid it's like in my top five kids movies just loved it and all the lines came back to me so i you know i decided you guys should see it too all right so we're talking 1986 space camp most awesome did you see this movie before this is your first time yes i've seen this movie as a kid because i distinctly remember the camp part i don't remember the space part (laughs) as much like them actually going into space But I definitely remember like the camp and all the the excitement that that went into that. Okay, so I, I might have been looking away or I was watching my phone. Are you on the space, Aaron Champion? What's happening? Say that again. Sit on the couch. Sit what? on the oh. couch. Where are you? Did Did Jinx send you into the <laughs> atmosphere? What's up? Yeah, he and I are best friends forever. So best friends forever. forever. All right, so uh, like we're like. What happened to this movie? So I looked away, and all of a sudden they're in space. So were they accidentally on a spacecraft? Yes. So they uh, they did an engine test, Brandon, and they put the kids in the actual shuttle for the engine test, right. so they could experience that. Because you know you do that. <laughs> you put you put people you put little kids in <laughs> billion dollar uh, space shuttles. Yeah. Just to, so they can feel the vibration. Um, and they had a thermal curtain failure, which never happens. And if they don't launch into space, then the, then the shuttle blows up. So they had to launch them into space, bro. Okay. So you're, you're watching this movie around the time of the challenger. Uh, you're obsessed, you're obsessed with space. Uh, how old are you at this time? You're like 10, eight. Yeah. 10. That's cold. (laughs) cold, cold. Uh, So you're, um, you want to be these kids, right? You want to be in the spacecraft. Oh, absolutely. I think I asked to go into space camp. I did. I wanted to do it. You never hit a space camp? I never did go to space camp, no. Is there really a space camp? There really is. 
There really is? Yeah. Oh, no shit. No way. Is there an adult space camp that we could get no. champ to? <laughs> no. Okay. I think that's astronaut training. <clears throat> okay. All right. People I don't donate know. to the MAB Sports Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> we want to get to the spacecraft. Uh, okay, so who are you in the spacecraft, Aaron Champion? Watch this movie. Like you gotta, you gotta like just heart to heart with someone. Who are you up there in space? I'm a mixture of uh, his name at the time was Leaf Phoenix, and um, and probably uh, Kelly Preston. Okay, so Joaquin Phoenix is in this movie. Is he the kid? Yeah, yeah he's Max. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't. I, I thought it was the kid from. Um, no, it wasn't E.T. I thought it was the whatever the other one is, like this Flight of the Concord. Yeah, no, no, Fly, yeah. Flight of the Navigator. Flight of the Navigator. Flight of the Navigator. Oh, Flight of the Concord is an HBO show. Yes, <laughs> my bad. Yeah, no. Um, I, I, yeah, I would. I, really, I would have thought you would have gone. I thought you would have gone like a mixture of Max and not Max. I would not, not have pictured you for a Max. I would have gone. Like Rudy, I would have thought you would have been Rudy more. Uh, Rudy doesn't really want to do this, though. I'm, I'm more Max. I wanted to do it. I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Because I thought well, he only wanted to be there, but I thought he only. I thought he wanted to be there because he thought it was cool. But he doesn't he like the to... science of it. But I, I love the science uh, of it. Oh, uh, okay. All right. All right. Well, there you go. There you go. Fine. Be Max then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually. I'm. Uh... Oh God, what's the name of the? I think this, the whole point of this movie is the dangers of artificial intelligence because that robot is the problem. Jinx is a motherfucker. Let me Jinx just tell is you. a problem. Jinx is a certified what's, problem. What's wrong with Jinx? Because I think like we, we went on kind of a string. Like I think Rocky had it around the same time. Like we were just obsessed with robots. Like we were just yes. like, oh, robots are going to be a part of our everyday life. And much like we do right now with VR and it's catching up to it, but it's just like, okay, so like Google Glass is like, oh, this is gonna be a thing. And it's just like kind of never a thing. Jinx was is way ahead of any kind of anything that we even have now, but it's just, uh, Jinx is cool. I like Jinx, but um, he yeah, really but did also, cause the whole problem. But Jinx also has feelings and is then- He does have feelings. That's not like that's not the robot, right? That's not, it's the robot macro that we're talking about. Like robots don't have feelings, right? But Jinx does, and he <laughs> kind of looks like the two thousand four iMac. And that kind of <laughs> popped into my head when I was watching it this time. Right, right. Um, first off, how why does Jinx build such a relationship with Max? Because we see him early on working with like the shuttle guys like how does he understand like conceptualize friends and being a best friend like why why do like why i, I get it as like it's a kids movie and this is why but like why the fuck because well, he because jinx doesn't get to go to space either because he's bad at what he does so he uh so but he, does jinx even realize that i mean jinx has no idea well right? he must have yeah so then so then he's got this relationship with this nine-year-old and it's like, all right, we're best friends now. Now I'm going to launch you into space and I'm going to break in to clearly like, um, you know, the, the, the mainframe of NASA. And we're, why, why does that computer talk to Jinx? I don't, I don't get this either. They're all buddies. All those computers they're all buddies. buddies. Yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> right exactly. So uh, this, is, this is bullshit. This is totally bullshit. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah. And it must have been tough. It must have been that tough to have that movie come out five months after Challenger. And I even think Kate Capshaw has a line, says, 
I can't even talk to you right now because you're all dead because you didn't work together. Yeah. Oh, that's a little sure. too that's soon. Just, too soon. In the in the simulator. Yeah. Exactly. It's a little. It's it's she comes at these these like kids pretty hard, and uh, I get it's you know to get the point across, but it's like damn man, they're just out there trying to have fun. Yeah. Uh, Champ, you're a space nerd. Um, riddle me this. So you have to enter the orbit at a right, like a not a right angle, but a correct angle, or everything yeah. explodes. What is this? So uh, it's friction on the the hull of the spacecraft. If you go in and it's too steep of an angle, you you'll create so much friction that you'll burn up. If you go in at too shallow an angle, you'll you won't enter in. You'll bounce off the atmosphere and and be in trouble. Wow! So there's just one angle that goes in that hits the uh, heat shield enough to where you don't burn up and you can glide in. Fucking Earth! Just running a bouncer. We're in a bouncer of the atmosphere. Yeah, it is. Uh, so we got Leah Thompson. Uh, Leah Thompson is she the poor man's uh, Elizabeth Shue? I just I want to live. <laughs> Am I crazy? No, you're you're spot on. I, Leah Thompson. I'm sure there was like a battle between Elizabeth Shue and Leah Thompson. Every like casting room that they oh, went they, into, there has to be because they were going fucking neck and neck. I'm sure she's like, all right, you got Karate Kid. I got yeah, Back I to the Future. Like we're just tit for tat, baby. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who who is your um who's your crush in this movie, Aaron Champion? I mean, it's gotta, it's gotta be the it's gotta be Leah Thompson, yeah. Well, she's a little too nerdy. I think actually Kelly Preston has it all because she's got the Fuck smart yeah. Tish, and she's funny and she likes to have some fun. She's Tish is my favorite. Yeah. Tish is Tish is the shit, and she has the best this, line. This is one the, of my. She has the best line in the movie. Whip me, beat, whip me, beat me, take away my charge cards. It's NASA. It's a great line. So when we got, uh, <laughs> we got a little young um, Leaf Phoenix going out into space. Uh, actually, like I, I was, I was slightly impressed by the just CGI of this. It looked like they were out in fucking space. Was it blowing your mind, champion? It held, it holds up, but no, it's not blowing my mind because you know. What blows my mind is what we see now. <clears throat> right. But the, yeah, you're right. You're right. It did look pretty good for 1986. Like if you put it in that construct, you're like, oh shit, this is this is a pretty good space movie considering. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite quotes I got. Um, it's easier to say you don't care than it is to try and fail. Oh, I mean, that, someone should tattoo that on their body. I mean, that's. that's <laughs> That's just good, good, healthy advice. Yeah, I liked uh, the um, w- after they got launched into space. Max goes, "I didn't touch anything, Andy. Honest, like I thought that yeah. was like a, such like an honest like kid line because like I swear I didn't touch anything. I know we just got launched into space, but I didn't do anything. That <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, how hard is it? Let's. Let's assume I don't know anything about space or being an astronaut. How hard is it to lift that fucking joystick? So Leah Thompson's there and just like, she's got to get it 30 degrees. And it was just like, just bring it back. Just bring it, like lift it, lift it back. And it's just like, it, is this, is she, this hang? 
she doesn't want to overdo it. So she's trying to be gentle. It's very fine tuned instrument. And uh, she keeps falling it out, but she certainly doesn't want to bring it up too high. And then they're bouncing right out. I mean, yes. I guess I get it, but it's just like, hey, this is life or death. And like, right. Yeah. Well, you kind of, and you've got like the screen where it's like, we've all played, you know, <laughs> Top Gun where we're trying to land on yeah. the thing. We know mm-hmm. we, we, we got to figure it out. Just hit it, just hit A, a and B. Just keep ratcheting them back and forth. You'll get there. Top like the worst Atari game ever. All right, guys, um, is the worst death ever floating off into oblivion in space? That's a tough death, yeah? Because we we get to it a little close when they're floating away. I think if you're spinning, yeah, that'd be the worst. But uh, it'd be pretty peaceful for a while until your oxygen ran out. Yeah, so you just actually suffocate. Right, right. Can you imagine being in it? But now now make that, now you're nine years old and you're hurtling (laughs) towards the moon. That would be the worst. What's your yes, mind? That'd be pretty bad. Is your mind saying like, "All right, I'll just I'll land on the moon, I'll figure it out, I'll find some food." Can <laughs> of pork and beans here. <laughs> like, Rudy, Rudy was talking about a, a a fast food restaurant out in the middle of space. Maybe there's there, there's one there now. Maybe the Russians got it. I don't know. Champion, how many people have actually like just floated out in space and died? Zero, uh, unless. The Russians aren't telling us something, which is possible. Because you got that, because uh, they had the little space pack, right? They have the, so we saw her use a space pack when she had. Well, yeah, they had that, but uh, usually they're tethered anyway, so that nobody floats off. But I'm, I'm not 100% that the Russians haven't had that happen. Oh, yeah, that's a good call. What would be a worse death than that? Being donkey t- p- tail pinned to the space shuttle as it goes into the atmosphere yeah that would as be you're pretty hanging bad. out from the outside that would suck and it would probably be a slow burn death that would be pretty rough yeah yeah uh all right let's let's uh let's get to the categories real fast toughest plot pill to swallow um anytime they like let this ship actually go up with kids inside of it is that possible <laughs> yeah that's I pretty mean, that's, bad. A, that's the biggest one that's the biggest one. I, the, I had a lot. I had a lot with Jinx too, but yeah, that one's a pretty tough one. Yeah, I think Jinx is my biggest one. I don't know. I could see them letting them get into the space shuttle. That's even hard to believe, but certainly not testing the engines with them in it. Yeah, why wouldn't they just kill the power of the thruster? That was, you know what I mean? Like, because it's was, a thermal not a curtain failure. Don't you know? Yes, thermal exactly. curtain. I know failure. that sounds that sounds <laughs> scary. So I should I should buy it. <laughs> yeah. But I did, I did like the the with with Jinx. It was like, all right. So, I wrote down a nine year old dork fixes a twenty seven million dollar robot. <laughs> so remember, they they get all those kids, all the teenage kids. After he steals it, puts it in his locker. The thing freaks out and melts down. This kid then goes in there and starts tinkering around and puts Jinx back together. Right. So this happens. Yeah, he does have a one eighty IQ. We learn this much later in the show. <laughs> Up until that moment in time, I'm like, this kid just thinks he's Han or Luke Skywalker and is just really obsessed with Star Wars. We have no idea that he's a boy genius. All right. Uh, then, no, no, no. I got go, more on Jinx. Go, go, buddy. Go. Then, then uh, Tom Skerritt, I forget what his character's name in the movie, Tom Skerritt and Kate Capshaw, Andy, come in because they're looking for uh kevin and uh, played by tate donovan and um catherine and, uh catherine thank you 
played by Leah Thompson, looking for them as they go to the beach to, you know, to hook up. Jinx drops a dime on where they are and they don't think they're not bothered. They're not moved by like, Oh man, they stole. And she even says, Kate Capshaw even says to Max, one screw up and you're going back to kitty camp. I don't know what constitutes a screw up, but probably stealing a $27 million NASA piece of equipment and putting in your locker would, would constitute that. They don't do anything about it. That's ne- never you mind. We got two, two kids making out on the beach. We got to get on that stat. It's, it would seem like, Hey, one would Trump the other. And then, um, yeah. And they, they do nothing about it. I mean, it's, it's, it's wild. It's that's wild. a great point. That didn't occur to me. But they become family at this point, so maybe. Sure, sure. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's do the over under odds on these kids actually being able to get this spacecraft back to Earth. Oh, okay. Uh, I get a, I gotta set the odds at. I'm gonna do plus eighteen hundred. Plus eighteen hundred that they bring it home. Yeah, it's just like it ain't the forecast ain't looking good. So we got people mm-hmm. flying on space. We're we're losing oxygen by the second. Uh, we sent a tiny guy out there. Uh, he's a kid. He's a kid. He's nine years. He's like 10 years old. Yeah, so he's, he's grabbing- Ask yourself if you trust a 10 year old to do anything to like bring the trash can in from the street, let alone get oxygen chains uh, so, from, a, from a shuttle. So champ, did you feel inspired after they land the plane or were you like a little like, um, this would never happen? Well, when, when I was a kid or now? Uh, give us both. Kid first. I'm inspired on both. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I just love it. was just like, oh, differentiation. 100%. Not a problem. Still super inspiring. Kids landing there. Super inspiring. I believe in them. I believe in uh, in every one of them. Uh, but I do uh, I do think, you know, the logical part of me said that they probably wouldn't even have made it into orbit. Oh, not up? Yeah. In real life, they wouldn't even made it into orbit. I mean, also like when enter the atmosphere uh it was ground control houston took over right because they're just like oh you're on autopilot now then they landed that whole thing yeah could use a little bit more autopilot in space right well they were well they weren't prepared for launch bro they were not prepared for launch how come when they got the oxygen tanks first off why do they keep the bay doors open in the thing but then they like they get the oxygen tanks in there they can see Houston can see they're getting oxygen in there. Why don't they give it a minute for everyone to like settle back in before they immediately engage them going back to the, to, to space. Hey, you there. I lost you. Can you hear me? Lost you, brother. I'm sure. I can hear you guys. Can you hear me? Looking forward. Oh shit. I can hear you. Can you guys hear me now? Not yet. Not yet. Uh Oh, yeah. The last go. thing I heard was there why do they the last thing I heard was why do they keep the bay, boor, bay doors open? Yes. So when Andy and Max are filling up the oxygen tanks, why the fuck do they keep the bay doors open of the shuttle, right? Why do they keep those doors open? Well, didn't they say think, something about would... re- releasing heat from the from the interior? They had to make sure the heat was released because they were in full now, sunlight or something. Now I think now I think you're just trying to just make <laughs> Filling the gaps here with some more. Is this your thermal? Are you trying to thermal curtain me right now, champ? Yeah. Yeah, there was another thermal curtain issue going on. So they had Very to good. keep okay. that open. They released that heat. 
Okay, very good. All right, Camp, jump in on this. Uh, where are they now? Um, where is Leaf Phoenix uh, character Matt? <laughs> What's he doing right now? Uh, I, I think he, he probably followed a pretty close trajectory of uh, the Joker in, in uh, Phoenix's movie. Very good. Very I think good. he's he's got makeup on and, and walking downstairs with a bottle of booze in his hand. That's what's going on with me. Did, did, uh, did any of these guys, any of these characters get back in space? Uh, I think uh, definitely Catherine did. Yeah, Catherine for sure. Tish probably not. She probably was like, all right, check that box. No, Kevin, she's yeah, Tish. Not. Tish is absolutely running a uh, startup in Silicon Valley and, and yeah. making billions of dollars. Kevin probably goes into some sort of politics or something like that. That's my guess. And I and I and I I think Max turns out more like uh, the the Joaquin Phoenix in the the rap scene where he was at David Letterman, like full beard, just going like totally like bonkers. Right. That that's my less Joker, more just like, hey man, I was in space at nine years old. I had a fucking yeah, yeah, robot yeah. best friend. Like you can't tell me nothing. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start white like rapping. That. That's what I'm gonna do. Champ, is there and Rudy Rudy uh Rudy is probably a mission control on the ground guy. Okay, is is there any experience in space that gets you back up there quicker? Like, hey, I've been here once, let me do it. Like in real life. Honest question. Like I've been uh, in my resume, like my tickets punched. No, no, I really don't think they do it that way. Um, they they rotate pretty evenly. The only thing that they know that they send they sent one guy up quite often because they were doing a study on the the uh, the deficits, the dangers that can happen to you for prolonged space flights. Because he has a twin, he's now a senator at, in uh, from Arizona, but uh, he has a twin, so they were monitoring his twin as a control. And him in space, so he went up a lot. Sweet, that sounds like a fun test. Mark, hey, uh, how Mark about something. how about my twin goes up? I'll stay right here on the ground. Just <laughs> see what get all sorts of weird shit happens. Yeah, I think the guy be like, "Don't, we're not twins. Please do not tell him we're twins. <laughs> we're uh, eternal twins, dude." Uh, all right, yeah, I'll go back down. Shit. Um, all right, real fast. Uh, Judge of the Neapolitan Showdown, Aaron Champion, but let's give a little air horns. Um. We'll sound off right now in three, two, one. Three out of five. Three out of five. Yeah, we I think I gave it two out of five. Um, all right, Neapolitan Showdown. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. Traditions We've got Aaron Champion on the podcast. Had us watch a little bit of Space Camp. Well, that's all of it. Uh, he'll judge us right now. Uh, it is New Year's time. People with traditions, things going on. I will come out of the gate with my number three. Um, I like the Black Eyed Peas on New Year's Day. I like it. I like it. I'll eat them. I'll do it. Oh, you like to eat black eyed peas? Well, I think it's a tr- it's a thing, right? It's supposed to be like good luck. You eat black eyed peas on New Year's Day. Uh, okay, I didn't know if you were like into like uh, you know. Yeah, I listen to the music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I I was gonna say a song, but I was like, I, I don't get canceled for one of their songs. That's fine. Um, I was gonna go with my number three, which is very good. Black eyed peas. I, I, 
uh, I, I don't think I've actually eaten black eyed peas on New Year's Day. I might have to pick that one up, B. Yeah, it's good luck. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Uh, I was going to go with traditions, and I like that you keep it op- nice, open ended because I don't know where you're coming from super on this. It could be ours, it could be like something macro. It's your call. Yeah. I'm going to go my number three. I'm going to go with all, I couldn't narrow down one. If, if I was to narrow down one uh, of college football traditions, I would say running out of the U of M tunnel. And touching the the banner, which happens all the time, but college football is ripe, and we just talked about it in the top of the show. Ripe with college football traditions, you've got Notre Dame, where you know you play like a champion today. You touch that banner um, when Michigan and Ohio plays uh, together in the final week of the the Big Ten season. All over Ohio, you felt the rest of campuses they X out any M on any signage in, in all throughout the building with a red X, which is some of these great, great, great traditions, uh, college football, you know, you've got all these traditional rivalries with, uh, um, you know, battle of the, the old Oaken barrel and, uh, you know, Paul Bunyan trophies and all these great things. So college football traditions, I, I couldn't pick one. I love them all. That's good. How do you judge a champ? Um, I'm in between this one. Black Eyed Peas, I always forget until New Year's Day, and they're all, they never have them in the grocery store. Um, and I feel like college football. It's not just New Year's Day; they just don't have them. It's it, never. Hard, you got you got you got you got to find them. Yeah. And then college football traditions, I feel like isn't really specific to New Year's, but I understand there's New Year's for college football. Traditions. Is it a New Year's Some tradition? Day. Is that what this category is? Yeah, I just thought it was traditions. Just traditions, bro. Just traditions. Oh, I thought it was New Year's traditions. No, 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 no. Just no. traditions. Traditions. Uh, then I'm gonna go uh, just a just a slight hair with the college football tradition. Yeah. All right. Nice. He doesn't get it. I'll so go, uh, I'll 995 go. to 1,000. There you go. There you go. Uh, it's my, close. My number two actually does weigh into college football. I like the um. Does an army do push-ups after each touchdown for each point? Yes, do army does do push-ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They, they do. A few schools do them. Texas A&M does them as well too because they have uh they have like a ROTC on their campus. But uh, but yeah, army does a lot of push-ups after every time they score. So if they all they do seven or you know if they do ten, yeah, uh, they'll do you know ten points. Oh, even yeah. I like. Beautiful. Even ever, yeah, yeah, they do them every point that's scored, and they do it from zero to that zero, number. Yeah. So they could they could be doing some some push ups, and the best is when you see them like they're <laughs> up, they're almost like crowd surfing, but they're doing push ups off of the crowd. <laughs> yeah. that's the best. Yeah, that is the best. Yeah. No, I'm doing that. So yeah, I, I get a little college football in my heart on that one. I just I love that tradition. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Um, that's a good one. I like that one. I'm gonna go opposite of the athletic tip. I'm gonna go with fat tuesday the tuesday before lent where everyone gets it you've got you know carnival down there but basically fat tuesday you eat donuts you eat as much uh fattening food as you can because lent's coming around the corner and you're gonna give all all that bullshit so i love me some fat tuesday eating some punch keys when you're uh the the polish uh cream filled donut heavy score champion we got um getting all fat fucked up or doing push-ups what's your call <laughs> i gotta tell you mardi gras uh, makes my stomach hurt just thinking about times i've done mardi gras i'm gonna go with the push-ups for uh, scoring a touchdown i like that i like that tradition champs keeping it tight i like it 
Um, all right, our number one, uh, let's do a little bit of Constellation Bracket Champ. You do not have to judge this. Um, I do like the tradition of eat the worm tequila bottle. Ooh, I do like that. That's good. Eating the worm is good. Uh, I had um, when they at a hockey game, someone scores a hat trick. Uh, Everyone yeah. throws your hat on there. That's what, pretty sick. What, what did it way throw the octopus out? That's for Detroit. That Detroit Red Wings, they threw the octopus out because that represents the eight tentacles, represents the eight um, original teams in, in hockey in the NHL. That's crazy. So people just show up with fucking octopi on their fucking. Yeah, yeah. Detroit does. Detroit does. Yeah, exactly. It's a big, big octopus is really just marketing that hard in Detroit. So um, I like milk after the Indy 500 when the Indy 500 champion wins. Oh, uh, yeah. Is there get that big jug of milk? What's that? Is a backflip like tradition or is it just like some guys do it? I think some guys do. I think that's recent. Guys are getting more athletic. I don't know if Richard Petty was doing, you know, backflips <laughs> back in the day. Uh, all right. The number one spot to decide this. Um, I'm going to go with the green jacket of the Masters. I like Ooh. kind of a fucked up coat. Like, we're doing, <laughs> we're talking about yeah. it. it's just like, oh, yeah, I, I put on this, this silly thing, but it's like I've been working my entire life to get it. Like, I just, I like the feeling of that. And I like, I like it. I, I like it's like it's not on the landscape anywhere else. Like there's no place else you get like a green jacket. It's just like, all right, I'm finally wearing this green jacket. Like I am, I'm like one of the best. Yeah. I do wonder, like most trophies, you got like a trophy room. Do you get, do you think that those guys get like a, like those oh, I think framed? So. I think so. Yeah. Oh, wait, do, do they get two? Cause do you want to put it, you got to put it on, right? Do you, do they greet each other? Like, do you show up to the masters kind of like the hall of fame in your green jacket and just like shake the guy's hands that gets there. Ooh, that's a good question. We got to get someone on here. Knows golf right. a little bit more. I don't <laughs> champ. I'm not, I'm, I, I shouldn't have sued champ. Do you know? Let's not assume. I do not know. It does seem like they all do have jackets on that are green though. When they do the handout, I feel like they're all wearing green. Yeah, usually a lot of times, like former champions will like anoint the next person with their green jacket, which is always fun. But uh, that's a good one. My number one, I'm going to go on the family tip. Um, going in the drive, getting in, piling the car, looking at Christmas lights. I know I wouldn't seem like that guy doing that, but having kid, kids now, I used to do it when I was a kid with my mom, wasn't a big fan of it. Now, as a parent, I love it because the kids really get a lot of excitement on it. And it's really great when you find like the, the neighborhood that goes all out and like really does up the neighborhood. That's always a fun little tradition. So that's good. I say, look, looking at Christmas lights. I was actually talking about my grandma because my grandma used to drive us around even when we were dozing off, but like finding those like hot blocks. So you're saying like, you didn't like it as you were a kid, but as you see now that you're a father, like, is it important to you, like, kind of like starting those traditions or just kind of like laying that groundwork? It's just like, this is what we do, like, December 23rd. Like, you all know it's going to happen. Yeah, we don't have like a specific day, but we definitely go in there. And there is one, there's one neighborhood um, in where we live that goes all out. They literally have like signposts to drive through and drive around and, and, and follow the turns in the subdivision of which way to go and follow in an, in an order. And then you, when you come out of the subdivision, they have well they didn't do it this year but they usually have like they'll give away little mini candy canes uh and then they'll ask for like donations that they actually donate to whatever charity du jour I, they might have a consistent one that they give to but they give the donations to to charity but uh 
it, I, we always do think about it because it's like, what if you like, what if you bought a house in like August and you just moved into that? And you're like, oh wait, this is what we're doing now. Like, <laughs> this is our thing. We all gotta line up our houses and and put insane Christmas decorations. And for basically 20 days, we gotta have you know cars piling through our subdivision the whole time. So, uh, do your like your kids' eyes geek out? Like they're just like yeah, yeah. they go nuts. Oh, they go nuts right now. They're just like and even. Commish Jr., who's not even two, is like, you know, he's losing it seeing all the things. He's just like yelling with the girls, too. They, they, there's a lot of like fun stuff there. That's awesome. Um, Champ, you can decide this. You could have a single man that's talking about the green jackets or, and then family. <laughs> you talking about taking push ups. You talking about push ups, too? <laughs> push ups and a green jacket. Or you can do well, take your family around and like oh. make your kids memory. Your call. Well, this, your call. This is, yeah, I mean, this is a pretty easy one. This is actually a tradition that I did when I was a kid. Going around nice. watching Christmas lights every year. I, I fucking love it. And it's a great memory. And I think your kids will also have that great memory for the rest of their lives. So exactly. that's, that's the winner. Suck it, Brandon. Uh, I'll get kids. I get it. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, champion, thanks for jumping on the pod. Of course. We'll wrap this up with the MVP of the week. Uh, if you guys want to reach out to us, it may be sportspodcast at gmail.com. Guys, we have Madly Season 2 Ooh. coming up. It's going to be mid-February. We we kicked the can a little bit. We're going to wait till after the Super Bowl so everybody can enjoy the playoffs. And their Chiefs fighting, see if they can win that championship. But right after that, in a little dry area, we are going to fire up the league that you want to be a part of. So, guys, um, if you want to be a part of the league, there are still slots open. We've got five slots left. All you got to do is shoot us an email with a picture of you getting someone to subscribe to the pod, and then you are in. Uh, MVP of the week, I'm going to do – I'm just going to keep it simple. 2021 is my MVP. Uh, Let's go. There you go. I like it. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna actually do a little Nostromabis on this one. I'm gonna go Devonte Smith. Uh, on Tuesday, you're gonna win the Heisman Trophy, Devonta. Uh, you're gonna be the first wide receiver since 1991 to win it since Desmond Howard, first non-quarterback since 2015, and Derrick Henry to win the Heisman Trophy. Right now, you're minus 240. Uh, you had a hell of a season, 105 catches, 1,600 yards, uh, and about 20-some-odd touchdowns. So I think Devonta is going to win the Heisman Trophy this year. So congrats to you, sir, in the future. Look at that. Calling a shot. Guys, this has been episode 149, and we got 52 more for you <laughs> in the year 2021. I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Folks, keep your eyes open for this summer for Space Mab, where we send two podcasters up in the atmosphere, see if they can get back. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.